Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined by CJ Vogel. It's time for the recruiting breakdown each and every week. Uh, CJ and I do that. Uh, it's brought to you by Mark Sam Saunders of Allstate Insurance. We appreciate Mark. Uh, CJ, let's get going here and talk a little bit about the portal because it's heating up now. Uh, you're at the at the at the what used to be the Army All American name. Now it's just the All American game down in San Antonio for practices. They're going to have two a days today. Uh, you're there to see not only Trey Owens, Ryan Wingo, Michael Kern, but also late ad from Jasper, a signee for Texas, uh, Ty Anthony Smith, the linebacker. Then there's the All uh, Under Armour All American game that happens today at three o'clock. A lot of six signees for Texas playing in that game, seven in attendance. Uh, but before we get to any of that and what you've seen thus far from the from these uh, guys, I want to talk to you about what's happening in the portal. Uh, because I think that's probably the most pressing thing. Uh, Texas players have an extra couple of days here to put their own names into the portal. So there could be some exodus. Uh, not, I don't, we don't expect it to be a lot, but there could be a handful. Uh, and then also who Texas is targeting and what they're targeting specifically on the inflow. Uh, let's start with the inflow. As of right now, we know of one player Texas is definitely targeting, and that is Jamari Caldwell. Uh, the defensive lineman out of the University of Houston. You and I talked about him this morning on Coffee and Football. Uh, CJ, what does he give Texas, in your opinion, if if the Longhorns were to sign him? Yeah, should he be added? That maintained uh, level of play that we've seen from the Texas rush defense this year would stay at that level. Jamari Caldwell is that good stopping the run. He is that talented in terms of uh, evading blocks, maintaining gap awareness and presence, and still creating a ways to be disruptive, getting into the backfield to stop the running game. That's his strength. That is what he brings to the table on the interior. But, Bobby, what's even more impressive, and Texas saw it firsthand this year, he's pretty good at getting to the passer, too. And I know we've talked about Tavondre Sweat and Byron Murphy and that front seven being great in rush defense. Call will be added to that group you know, in terms of stopping the run as well. But I think there's an extra level there in terms of getting pressure on the quarterback and getting the quarterback down to the ground. He had two sacks against Texas this year, six and a half on the season, uh, a force up the middle. And I think that is very important when you go into the SEC, not only stopping the run, but getting interior pressure like we've talked about leading up against Washington. That's going to be even more uh, uh, of an importance going into the SEC. I think it's important. There's reports out that Alfred Collins expected to return to Texas as well. That's tremendous uh, news for Absolutely. Texas because it creates depth. It's not so much that Alfred's a great run stopper, but we know he can rush the passer from a three or a five uh, potentially. And that helps Texas immeasurably as we look forward to, to the SEC. Hopefully he's able to make a jump his senior year or his final year, like Tavondre Sweat made this past year, uh, a kind of a refocusing of everything he has and all, mustering all his ambition and effort into this one final year may just bring us something special uh, in Alfred Collins. I'm being told, however, even with Collins returning, Texas absolutely still wants to add another defensive lineman. Uh, it is not a position where Texas wants to go into the SEC without guns blazing, so to speak, right? They, they, they've got to have that. All right, we want to talk about a couple other positions we're going to get to. Uh, first, I want to say thank you to our sponsor, Mark Saunders. When it comes to protecting all your stuff, wouldn't it be great to have one place that protects it all? Here's some good news. Texas Allstate agent Mark Saunders is the only insurance agent you need to help keep tabs on protection for all your stuff. Everything from your home, car, and boat to your motorcycle, RV, and ATV. Call Texas Allstate agent Mark Saunders' office today at 
218-8571. Are you in good hands? With over 33 years of experience, you will be with Texas alum Mark Saunders. Give him a call, 512-218-8571. We appreciate your sponsorship of the Recruiting Breakdown, Mark. Hey, uh, CJ, the, the other thing that we need to get to are the other positions in the portal that we know Texas is still looking at and attacking potentially. The problem is we don't know if there are guys yet from these positions that are in that Texas definitely wants, at least in two of them. And then in a third position, we're waiting on an announcement from JT Sanders, the tight end. Uh, we believe he's leaning heavily, and we've been told he's leaning heavily to leave. That being said, he has not announced he is leaving yet. And if he had, you know, he had not decided that as of as of this pat after the game. So it's not like it's right. he decided before the game and this was going to be it, his last hurrah. So he's still got a decision to make. He may already have it in his head and he's just not telling anybody right now. Uh, but I do expect him and others to meet with uh, Steve Sarkeesian, including Jonathan Brooks uh, and uh, others to meet with Steve Sarkeesian before announcing a decision. Adonai Mitchell, clearly another one as well. Uh, let's talk about the other positions because I think tight end is simply on hold right now until we find out exactly what's going on with JT Sanders. All right, defensive back. Right now, they are looking at everybody in, in the portal trying to figure it out. They could do one of two things here, CJ. They could get a, a nickel, or they could get a corner and move. If they get a nickel, they can move Makuba to safety and insert a corner or a nickel into that nickel spot. Correct. If they get a safety, they would use Makuba at nickel. He's kind of the, the Swiss Army knife of this group. Because he started one year at Clemson at, at, at safety and two years at nickel. So he's kind of there, you know, hey, we know we can what we get out of him here. Uh, the question is, wh who's in the portal right now for him? And right now, I don't know that there's definitely a, a corner or a safety that they're all shot in the you-know-what about. Um, I'm told Julian Humphrey out of Clear Lake, who's been at Georgia for two years, is not a, uh, not a potential one for him. What, what do you think they're really going for here? Is it speed? Is it length? Is it all of the above? Is it experience? I think it's got to be experience, and it's got to be good experience. You can't just have snaps to have snaps. You have to be a guy with, you know, a borderline, all-conference caliber, you know, career under your belt already. Texas has already added a guy like that with Andrew Makuba, and as a result, the versatility is there, and it allows Texas to be more selective and even open to, you know, being a little bit more picky in the portal for that right piece. We've talked about at length, Bobby, the, the I wouldn't say the lack of athleticism, but the, just the lack of closing speed in the secondary. I think that comes with great talent. And obviously the, the, the experience and production on the field is, is coming to follow. With Makuba specifically, his first year as a safety back deep in the field position, he was a freshman All-American. He moved up. He was a little bit more, uh, I guess, learning the nickel spot a little bit more that second year, the third year he really came on in 2023. You started to see just why he was as highly coveted coming out of Austin LBJ as he was. The instincts are there. The experience is there. And obviously the accolades are there as well. I think Texas is looking for a guy similar to that to jump into the portal at the final hour before they really start making a move. And again, like you said, a nice safety belt belt with uh, Makuba because that doesn't, uh, put Texas up against the fence to say, we've got to take a guy to a certain position out of a, a dire need. Makuba allows flexibility and it allows them to be picky to find the right fit. 
All right, I'm looking at wide receiver next because we've been talking about this. You know, Adonai Mitchell, you could say this is similar to the tight end spot. Well, are they going to need another guy if Adonai Mitchell stays? Well, I mean, we think that's more like 90-10 right now that Adonai Mitchell leaves. I mean, he's uh, he's a young man that still has to meet with Sarkeesian as well. Um, but, you know, he just got mocked earlier today in the first round ahead of yeah. Xavier Worthy. Worthy announced for the NFL draft. We know Jordan Whittington's gone as well. This has been the situation we've been talking about, you know, since the season started. Who's going to be the guy next for Texas at receiver? Because you expected to lose three guys this offseason. Uh, if Mitchell returns, I don't know that they need a one. You know, I don't know that they need a one. But I don't think that guy that they're really going to go after right now is necessarily in the portal. They took a pass at one point on Deion Burks, who's going to be a second or third round pick maybe out of Purdue. They took a pass because they thought they had enough of that type of guy maybe, or they thought there might be somebody better entering the portal. Evan Stewart out of A&M is in, but it looks like he may be going West Coast, USC and Oregon uh, primaries for him right now. Uh, you know, we're, we're sitting here. It's January 3rd, CJ. The deadline to enter the portal was January 2nd for other players. But there's a 48-hour waiting period that now we have to see if anybody else enters. Uh, there's been all kinds of names tossed out. Uh, you know, we'll see if any any of them enter. It could even be a guy. I mean, look, uh, you say what you want, but uh, guys at Texas could enter the portal in five days. Guys from uh, Alabama, Georgia, a guy from Alabama just entered yesterday, Shaz Preston, for example. Uh, Washington, uh, Michigan, all those teams still have another five days. So those teams don't really count on that timeline. My point being, right now, it doesn't look like there's a wide receiver they've even honed in on, uh, even in, even if Adnai Mitchell does go pro. I think you're absolutely right. Should A.D. Mitchell return, I think that alleviates any need that you would be looking for immediately in the portal. That is your wide receiver one if he returns. And like you said, it's not looking exactly likely. And he's only receiving a first-round grade as a wide receiver more times than not, no matter who else is in your wide receiver class, you're going to be departing for the NFL. Uh, it's it's interesting because you look at a Matthew Golden and you you, you look at a guy like Jonte Cook who has, you know, the the – Limited game experience, but a high rating to his name. A lot of talent that's still raw a little bit, uh, still earning his stripes in terms of being a college-wide receiver. The duo of the two of them is very exciting. But I think that there's very much a similar build and play style between the two of them. Is Sarkeesian for his wide receiver one that we've talked about? Is he going to go look for a bigger body like A.D. Mitchell in the portal? Will he look for a guy of a similar build like Jonte Cook or Matthew Golden? We've seen – at Alabama, the Devontae Smiths, the Jalen Waddles, the Henry Ruggs of the world. It seems to be what he likes to approach his wide receivers as. I think it, you know, whether or not it, it really matters, it comes down to having production on the field and experience because we've obviously seen just how tight-knit that wide receiver rotation is. If you have the trust of Steve Sarkeesian, you're in that group. If you don't, and it takes a while for you to get up to the speed, good luck finding the field. Yeah, I, it, we talked about that this morning. It's kind of like, you know, you got to get to that level or else he's not going to just rotate receivers to be rotating receivers. John Tate took plenty good, uh, but he he needed – I mean, he is not as experienced as Xavier Worthy and A.D. Mitchell and uh, uh, Jordan Whittington. Uh, he will get he will be in that group this year along with Matthew Golden, we believe. Then it's kind of a who's who. We, we try to figure yeah. that third piece out uh, and go from there. 
Uh, all right, uh, that does it for height or for the portal recruiting at this point. Um, I would say a couple other things that that it relates to that. Always keep in mind if there is a big name that goes into the portal at one of these positions, that could change the calculus. Right? So yeah. if it's a great player and they think you can go get a great player at whatever position, except for probably quarterback, they're probably going to take a look. So just I I would say that that entire uh, section of uh, portal talk is there's a caveat that if there is a great player bets are off. And if that great player, not the Walter Nolans of the world fit what they're trying to do, if they fit what they're trying to do. All right, let's talk about high school recruiting. Longhorn signed 23 uh, this past month, uh, early signees, uh, CJ. They're really looking at it. looks like probably just one more guy. They talked to Terry Bussey, but that just doesn't look like it's going to happen. The athlete, out of Timpson. He might end up at Alabama, LSU. I, I would put more, more money on him ending up there than I would his commitment to AM at this point. Uh, but the defensive line uh, where Texas lost out on, uh, Dominic McKinley, the defensive lineman out of Lafayette, Louisiana, over the weekend, he actually committed to LSU. Uh, what about Alex Foster out of Greenville, Mississippi? Is this a situation where, hey, he's next up and Texas is going to continue to recruit him? What, what's the situation there? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. I think it absolutely absolutely is the case. We've talked about it prior to signing day. There were three guys that Texas was really in on at the defensive line position uh, prior to that early signing period. It was DeAllen Evans out of Pine Tree. He inked uh, his, his signature to Texas A&M. Uh, obviously, Dominic McKinley flipped really in the middle of the night almost to LSU on New Year's Eve. And now Alex Foster, who visited to Texas the week before the early signing day period opened up. So I think that is where Texas will look. And I know, Bobby, you and I have talked about it. Folks inside the building are very high on Alex Foster. They are very excited about the possible uh, prospect that he could develop into. There's a lot of raw tools with, with Alex Foster. Uh, you see it on film. There's not a lot of fine-tuned technique. It's all, you know, really pure strength and bullying that he does in the trenches. And I think any time you see a kid uh, from Mississippi or anywhere in that area who's able to put that on film, and then you get an idea of, you know, down the road what that could turn into with a good weight session, a good athletic department, and good, you know, nutrition. I think there's a high ceiling there. So I think Alex Foster is that that answer if Texas looks to add another guy uh, for the defensive line in the late window. All right. Uh, here, here's a couple other things for you. Uh, all right. I, I want to talk about 2025 recruiting because the, the uh, junior day is coming up. I also want to talk about Anthony Williams. Uh, the linebacker out of Pearland Shadow Creek that committed to Texas on New Year's Day. 
but before we get to that, I, I want to ask you about where you're at right now. Uh, San Antonio, you see the Alamo Dome behind you. You were in Orlando earlier, or actually later last week, uh, to see the, the seven guys that Texas has got commitments from in that game. That game gets started at 3 o'clock today uh, on ESPN, the Under Armour game. You're at the All-American game in San Antonio now, getting ready to watch Trey Owens, Ryan Wingo, Michael Kern, and Ty Anthony Smith practice. Uh, what are you picking up from being around San Antonio and Orlando? Just major talking points at, at this point for, for this recruiting breakdown. Well, first off, it's nice to be here after the new year rather than, you know, December 26th or 27th for another reason. So that's nice. Uh, <laughs> no, just, no Alamo Bowl. Are you, are you making you making a hit at Brent Venables and the Sooners there a little bit? Hey, I, who, whoever plays here, I'm just glad it wasn't Texas this season. So uh, that's always nice. But I think the biggest thing that I've taken away from the last, you know, couple days on the, the recruiting trail out in Orlando and now in San Antonio is – these kids are excited to go play for Texas. They're excited about the culture that's there. Obviously, the playoff run was fun. Uh, it's a good building point, I would say, for what they hope to jump in and be a part of. Bobby, I even want to mention the Matthew Golden tweet from late last night. If you saw it, I'm excited to go be a part of the culture. Hook them sign, I believe, is what it was. That right there is not really what you have heard of from Texas recruiting over the last decade plus. And so I think that is very encouraging. Uh, right now, Trey Owens was named the MVP of the West team for practice number one. He is – I talked to him very briefly. I got here pretty late because they switched up the credential location on me at the last minute. But I did get it here for the, the last 10, 15 minutes of the first practice uh, Wednesday morning uh, for the West team. Ryan Wingo and Trey Owens are on the same team. There is a connection building between the two of them that I talked to Trey Owens about. He said, dude, the route running is there. The physical ability is there. He is – all world at receiver. That was my biggest question mark about Ryan Wingo coming into uh, really the next level as a college wide receiver. Is he going to be fine-tuned enough at the wide receiver uh, position to create space, not so much relying upon just being a physical freak? Because that's the nuances that good receivers take and learn and really study to become great receivers. I'll be taking a closer look at that this afternoon when he gets in the one-on-one -on -one situations against the East later this afternoon. So I'm really excited about that. Trey Owens had great things to say about him. And obviously Ty Anthony Smith, how does he fit into what Texas wants to do as the only linebacker in the class as well? Got it. Uh, very interesting stuff there, CJ. Uh, over in Orlando, give me a couple of takeaways from that uh, situation. Yeah, it, it's very de defense-heavy. Five of the seven are on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, a lot of versatility with that defensive back group. Obviously, uh, Xavier Filsimi is the, the number one guy, if you will, that five-star by his name uh, in the secondary. True safety, I think Sarkeesian even mentioned it looked like he was made out of a lab to play safety in his National Signing Day uh, press conference. He is physically there. He's mentally there, and I think the instincts are going to carry over as well. He played for a good defense over in McKinney. And then just talking to Jordan Johnson-Rubel is one of the biggest takeaways that I had from the week. He is probably the smartest player I've talked to in this cycle. When you talk about understanding coverages, schemes, and concepts, that's all he ever wants to talk about. IMG coaches raved about his leadership and passion for the game. If you want to talk about guys that get playing football, that's him. It's not necessarily a, a – athletic guy that plays football he's a football player that is athletic and so i'm excited about that uh and those are my two guys that i like really a lot in that secondary 
Gotcha. You also mentioned Jarrett Gibson as a guy that you really liked at, at a different time in, in our interview, and we'll we'll talk about him more at, at another time. All right, uh, before we get to Anthony Williams in the 2025 class, which is coming up just around the corner, I want to say thanks one last time to our uh, sponsor of this show. That's Texas Allstate agent Mark Saunders. He's the only insurance agent you need to help keep tabs and protection for all of your stuff, uh, everything from your home, car, and boat to your motorcycle, RV, or ATV. Call Texas Allstate agent Mark Saunders' office today, 512-218-8571. Are you in good hands? With more than 35 years of experience, you will be with Texas alum Mark Saunders. Give him a call, 512-218-8571. Let's talk about 2025 recruiting now. Anthony Williams, defensive uh, a linebacker slash edge, uh, 6'3", 195-ish, uh, out of Pearland, Shadow Creek commits to Texas over the weekend or on, on New Year's Day, actually, so Monday. Um, he's the first in-state commit for the Longhorn CJ. Okay, so add into that uh, guys like uh, uh, Brandon Brown, the defensive lineman out of Ogali, Florida, K.J. Lacey, the quarterback out of Sierra Land, and then Amari Winston, tight end out of Georgia. Uh, you know, it's my understanding that Texas is in the process of getting more players to this January 20th recruiting weekend. That's going to be the initial focus for for the Texas coaches over the next week or so. Uh, but already it looks like it could be a star-studded affair. What did you think of Williams? And give us a, a, a hit a little bit on what's going to happen on that January 20th weekend, in your opinion. Yeah, I'll start backwards. I, I know I was in Orlando and you know, really starting to think ahead to January 20th, junior day. So much so that I started hitting up some of the guys that you would think would be in attendance. And, you know, there's a little bit of a, 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 a wait and see right now. I think it was a little early to hit them up. Obviously, we had yet to hit the new year. Coaches were still in bowl preparation. Uh, some had heard uh, about the junior day, excuse me. Some had not. And so there's still invitations being sent out. Some late additions that you'll see announced on Twitter or through, you know, us, you know, whether or not they will be in Austin for that event. But like you said, some of the names that we've heard trickle in so far, very exciting. I think it'll be a good event to start the year. Uh, but going to Anthony Williams, and I think it is a testament to the prospect that he is and how the staff views him to take his commitment this early in the cycle. First, it's a great linebacking group at the top in the state of Texas this year. You talk about uh, Elijah Bo Barnes at Skyline, uh, Riley Pettijon at McKinney. You know, these are all, you know, top 50, top 75 nationally ranked guys who have great film and are very high on the Longhorns early on. But with Anthony Williams, I think it's the versatility to drop back into coverage and also the length and size, if necessary, to come off the edge. And I think what we'll see is a little bit of a start uh, in terms of what we see from Maurice Blackwell right now at Texas is where I kind of view him currently. I think his body still has a long way to go in terms of development. If he's able to get up to about 225, 230 pounds, uh, a year into college, he could also move into that edge rushing guy, uh, position. We've seen it a little bit. I know Billy Walton's a little bit lengthier, a little bit longer, but he kind of had that similar build his junior season going into his senior year as well. So versatility is there. The athleticism is something that I personally really like about Anthony Williams, and I think he's a, a, a really good developmental piece for this class. Don't forget also about Jonah Williams. He was the district MVP as a sophomore and junior down at Ball High in the 5A category. He actually played safety as a sophomore 
A lot of people thought he would continue there, but moved to linebacker. He's 6'3", 203, and he may be a top 10 prospect overall in the country. Absolutely. That's going to be a, a, a heavyweight recruitment to the to the bitter end, I'm sure. All right, uh, that'll do it for this week's recruiting breakdown. Uh, CJ, I'll be looking for to hear from more from you about this uh, arm or about this All American practice down in San Antonio. Uh, for CJ Vogel, and I'm Bobby Burton. Thanks again to our sponsor, Mark Saunders. That's been this week's on Texas football recruiting breakdown. Hook up. <laughs>